I'm Mary Kinsella, host of Her Engineering Career Podcast, helping women engineers like you confidently command greater influence and impact. Hello, and welcome again to Her Engineering Career Podcast. We're talking about engineering bosses today. The ideal engineering boss. You wish you had one, and maybe you aspire to be one. You're contemplating what your future leadership role might be. Maybe it'll be a supervisory one. And what better way to prepare for the boss you want to be than to reflect on what you, as an engineer right now, consider to be the ideal. I'd like to share with you today insights on my ideal engineering bosses and not-so-ideal engineering bosses. This is episode 56, and you can find the full transcript at herengineeringcareer.com slash 56. Putting aside what you've learned from leadership and management training, what would you like to see in a boss? I thought this would be a fun exercise, so I put together a list of practices that my ideal boss would have. You can do this exercise too. It can give you some insight on what to expect from your boss, how to get your needs met, and how to help your boss help you, like we talked about in episode 31. But it can also spark your own ideas for what makes a good boss, and you can use that to develop yourself. Use it to help you become one of those awesome bosses, to help you think about how you want to be as a leader. A note of clarification. When I say boss, I'm referring to the person you report to, the person responsible for you as the employee, as the engineer on their team. Usually this is the person you interact with regarding your progress, your performance, and your goals, your career overall. I've had several bosses in my career, and each one had their own particular strengths and weaknesses. Pros and cons, if you will. And no one boss has all the great characteristics. But if I were to describe an ideal engineering boss for me, it would go something like this. Here are 12 ways that my boss lives up to my ideal. 1. My boss is the ideal because she prioritizes my development and wants me to succeed. 2. She shows an interest in my work and in me as a person. 3. My boss facilitates my growth and inspires me to take on more responsibility. 4. She encourages me to move on and move up. 5. She's proactive in meeting with me. 6. My boss works intentionally and creatively to get me what I deserve. 7. She's on the lookout for opportunities for me. 8. My boss helps spread the word about the good work I'm doing. 9. She gives me honest, helpful, and complete feedback. 10. She gives me suggestions for training and improvement. 11. My boss is transparent about the decisions that affect me. And 12. She has my back and supports my work. Wouldn't it be awesome to have a boss who does all these things? It's certainly an ideal, a tough standard to meet. It gives you much to strive for, but it informs the future you. 
you the future boss. Now let's look at the flip side. We talked about some of the challenges that bosses face in episode 31 on helping your boss help you. And let's face it, managing people is difficult and exhausting work. In reality, we have bosses at all stages of development and success, and engineers and their bosses have to work together and figure out the best way to optimize the relationship. I haven't listed the practices of my not-so-ideal or my non-ideal bosses. We could be here all day doing that. But instead, here are three common situations that highlight where many not-so-perfect engineering bosses get trapped. The first common situation in engineering organizations is that good engineers get promoted into managerial positions even if they're not good managers. Now I have two things to say about that. First, organizations should provide good training and not assume that engineers know how to be supervisors. And second, some people are just not the type to be managers at all. So if you're not cut out for supervisory work, it's okay to stay on the technical track or otherwise go where your strengths are. The second common situation in engineering organizations is that managers put more emphasis on technical management than people management. Some organizations expect managers to do both, which can put a lot on your shoulders as a boss. My opinion is that if you're a supervisor, then your people should be your primary focus. You should be able to pay a reasonable amount of attention to them. You have a key role in growing your people to meet the mission and in helping them establish their careers. And the third common situation in engineering organizations is that managers get possessive of their good engineers and don't like them to leave for promotions or new opportunities. They get good people who are knowledgeable in what they do, and then they hang on to them. When rather, as a boss, you should consider it your success when your people succeed. You should want and facilitate your people to move forward in their careers and take on new challenges. These are situations for you to watch out for and avoid getting stuck in as an engineering boss. What do you think makes a good engineering boss? Who have been your favorite engineering bosses and why? What characteristics can you develop to meet the challenges of engineering management? Feel free to share your insights via LinkedIn or send me an email at mary at herengineeringcareer.com. Quick reminder, don't forget to get your free copy of my guide, Four Steps to Commanding Greater Influence and Impact as a Woman Engineer. That's available at herengineeringcareer.com slash subscribe. Next time on Her Engineering Career Podcast, we'll dive into what's holding you back from your next job. Be sure to tune in for episode 57. Thanks for listening. That's our show for this week. Please help other women engineers by sharing this podcast on social media, rate it five stars, and give it a nice review.